What a girl wants, what a girl needs, whatever makes me happy, shits you free. That's not even in this movie, don't care. I was going to say hugely missed opportunity. Well, I think they packaged it as if it was going to be in it, because if I, okay, and now we're immediate, and we're in, welcome to 30 going on 13. Uh... Okay, but is it associated with another movie? Because I I am kind of feeling like someone else staked their claim on that in another movie. What a Girl Wants, the song, Christina Ag, was released 99. 2003, there's the movie. Point is, why the hell isn't this song in this movie? I don't know. Someone dropped the ball. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) This is, what, week two of A Month of Binds. (laughs) A month of... Bye. This is my old sick grandmother, Amantha. <laughs> she is 104 years old and she's doing well. Amantha Binds, we are celebrating the life, the work, the body of body of art of Amanda Binds, our first and most formative teen idol. We had a listener reach out. They have a partner who was arguing about the single dad narrative in films not being as prevalent as we in our research have stumbled across um, and they wanted more sort of substantiated evidence do you have any sources what what have yeah, you across in your research mm-hmm. and i said you bet we have sources so this is just a public message to that listener and their partner Single dads are taking, are trying to take over the world through an Illuminati-like conspiracy <laughs> of which they have, trying to brainwash us through films, and that is a fact, and um, we stand by that here on Thirty Going Thirteen. That is we just an will be the whistleblowers <laughs> on this conspiracy. We are well, taking the lid off of this what? abomination. We, <laughs> we are Russell Crowe in that movie where he's the whistleblower against the cigarette company. We are Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Snowden. Okay. <laughs> we are Snowden. Christian actually was messaging about Crim Tear and his sister Emily was messaging was the about, single dad's uh, the court case. Love this. A family we have affair. a family of litigious characters. Who I love this. Want to bring these issues to the forefront. The public is holding us accountable, and <laughs> this is this is great. It's what I've always dreamed of, sort of in my journalist in my journalism days. Uh, shout out to Maya, listener. Yes, uh, this movie, What a Girl Wants, was a specially requested film uh from the <sighs> amantha um oeuvre um what a girl wants more like what a maya wants and we love her <laughs> for that thank you maya bringing us nicely into what a girl wants this is an interesting flick in the binds of it's not goofy it's not slapsticky mm, okay i didn't find it slapsticky there was slapstick to be had. In fact, I even used the word slapstick in my notes. She was flexing some some slapstickery. Okay, but will you concede that it's much more toned down than her normal slapstick? And inf- okay, you're not agreeing with me. It's toned down, but it's it's ever present. <laughs> I found this movie to be like 
um, very like grown up, mature. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a teenage woman now. Uh, well, it's no big fat liar. That's what I'm saying. It's no big fat liar. It's no Amanda show. It's no she's the man. It's no, like it. I find it more. Oh, subdued. she's the man. I just I have to say, I'm your so eyes excited. just rolled. Back I'm so into excited your head. to watch that. It's still goofy. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Are we fighting? I'm not saying I was having a laugh riot about it by any means, but I'm saying the intention it was to have some goofiness. It, there was a lot of emotional. Yeah. Kind of, well, yeah. It, the intent again, the intention was for there to be some really intense emotional stuff. But um, I definitely found right off the bat that they were playing up like she is wacky, chipping the beak off of the. Off of the ice swan at the wedding. I guess she like falls off the stage and stuff too. She's climbing over fences into manors. She's making chandeliers fall. Okay, we're fighting and it's so (laughs) awkward. Oh my god. I hate when we fight. Do you think I was like thinking this is a comedy special? It's not like I was kicking back rolling on the floor and laughing about this film i think it's because i just remember like quoting this movie with my with my friends and family and like doing all the funny gags from it okay, that i was so you remembered you kind of yeah. remembered it as being yes. a funny movie see i didn't i remembered it as actually being more serious than it okay. turned out to be i will read the synopsis right now of the film before i forget Okay, so here's the synopsis for What a Girl Wants. A 2003 flick. I was going to say flick a dick, but that's not very fun. (laughs) (laughs) On a whim, American teenager Daphne, played by Amanda Bynes, boards a plane to England to find the father she never met. Upon arriving there, though, she makes a startling discovery. The man she's looking for is Lord Henry Dashwood, played by Colin Firth, a member of the British upper class who is running for political office. Lord Henry didn't know Daphne existed, but he welcomes her into his life. However, she isn't so sure, and his family and his current betrothed and his family and current betrothed look on her disapprovingly. Okay, the it's not just because you stumbled on the word. Okay, betrothed stood out like a sore thumb in that synopsis it's like just say fiance that last (laughs) sentence is choppy as hell however she isn't so sure hyphen hyphen and his family and his (laughs) and his family and his current betrothed look on her disapprovingly what right off the bat i'm gonna say seeing colin firth in this movie was Kind of trippy as hell. It was like, I don't know more who's more out of place. Like her (laughs) in this movie with him or him being in the movie at all. Like, do you think he's above this? Yes. Like we kind of have a colliding of like, and it's not to say that she isn't worthy of being in more well-respected films. It's when worlds collide. Yes, we've got a world colliding situation. Yeah, I don't know like who had dinner with who to make this flick <laughs> happen, TBH. But I, I do wonder if um uh Bridget Jones Diary is 2001, so I am wondering if there was like we need to make Colin Firth a <laughs> Colin Firth a hunk in Hollywood. Okay, like, but it's like why are we starring him as a dad in a teenage movie then? 
I still found him kind of hunky in this. Well, I think she did too. Okay. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Uh, like, do we even broach the topic now or <laughs> let's let's get into it while we na- organically get there. Okay. Let's and and let's present the argument because I think I might feel slightly different than you, but but not but I we are I believe still reading this from the same book. So, let's let's um point by point sort of let's point by point break it down as we get to them organically and build our case sort of okay. more naturally okay uh, in a more a slower progression more nuanced yeah. okay. i don't want to come i don't want to come out guns the gates a blazing. guns a blazing guns akimbo uh, <laughs> screaming screaming daddy daughter daddy daughter like i let's <laughs> Let's sort of, let's prep the audience a little. Let's sort of get everyone warmed up. (laughs) So (laughs) this actually was, um, I really did like this movie at a, when I was younger, this was a bought on DVD, watched in the back of the car on the way to, (laughs) you guessed it, Myrtle Beach, Florida trips, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we would watch this in the drop down David A. Player. Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Myrtle Beach. Me and the hermit crab sitting in the back watching this, watching Amanda Bynes fall off a stage in the UK. So I loved this movie, loved replaying it. Um, this was like peak age. I believe I was, so I was 11. So this, oh, buddy, this is peak age of me fantasizing about traveling and like. Well, I'll, I'll probably live in the in Europe at some point in my life. I'll probably live in England at some point in my life. I'll probably live in uh, Japan at some point in my life. Like any travel movie, I've got the bug. I loved it. This really hit on a lot of things that I loved when at that age. I think that... <laughs> okay. Uh, You're writing I... an essay? Sorry, sorry. It is universally acknowledged <laughs> that... No, the I... dictionary defines... <laughs> what a girl wants as being a movie that like it didn't even hold a candle for me to the effect that uh she's the man did like no that was like life-changing like I was like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen she is a comedic genius Uh, like I need to be her I definitely hello huge blinds head obviously I'm watching it I'm going to see it and okay she looks absolutely amazing I'm like idolizing her just for being stunning and I'm definitely watching this as a kid and I think this movie had more more of an impact on me than I actually recognize until this moment because I do remember watching her okay she's like a young teenage girl she's living in the city she's working as a waitress it's cool like oh but she's gonna go to law school at the end oxford it's all fine and you're kind of like oh okay it's like cool and funny to be working weddings (laughs) like serving people i definitely have uh, (laughs) definitely have some uh i'm feeling for you watching this and like you're you're kind of gonna like uh, of course like have a boy there's gonna be a happy end in the band of the at the weddings and whatever and then you don't really realize then that like you're gonna be 31 and like (laughs) doing it and it's not as cute and funny and like it glorified in that very first scene before we get into our cron rundown it did definitely glorify the like i don't know what i'm doing with my life but yeah the 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 beauty of the struggle like it'll all work out though it's fine 
and then everyone around you is kind of actually they're the fool like you're not the fool they're the fool because they're playing into society's games and you're not going to do that you're going to figure it out yourself and then yeah flash forward and and you are the fool and actually (laughs) you were the jokes on you you were the fool all along um i feel very tricked by hollywood for doing that to me i am kind of like thinking about suing for damages because i do feel it's been probably 10 11 years of being totally misguided by that belief the struggle's cool like you're hip get into go catering go do it go do your coat jack job like yeah actually yeah i'm gonna sue hollywood um oh class action okay well does two people make it a class action <laughs> i think so hollywood we're coming after you you ruined our lives uh no we're kidding we've we ruined our lives completely on our own okay she had her 35th birthday april 3rd happy belated amanda that's my first fact of trivia um that she's 35 now and she rang in her birthday allegedly healthy happy fun having a good time she's taking classes online i thought it was her lawyer said Okay, well, that actually does change it a lot then if her lawyer is saying that. That actually makes me worried. Okay, that makes me worried actually now that if a lawyer is saying you're doing well, (laughs) you're never doing well. (laughs) Wow, if those aren't words to live by. Okay, so that was my first fun fact of trivia. I'm really phoning it in this week. I'm sorry, I'm trying. Okay, second fun fact of trivia. In 2001, Amanda started started dating her co-star... Taryn Killam. She was born 86, so we've got a 14. We've got a 15, 15, 16, 17. 15 in 2001, 16 in 2002 when BFL came out. These movies are one year apart. Big Fat Liar must have been in production for a long time because right shot up isn't that crazy they do say little your 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 kids grow up right before your dang eyes and you don't even know it. That's what they always say. She also started starring in What I Like About You 2002. She's got the Amanda show all of her teenage years. And then her like 15, 16, 17, she does boom, Big Fat Liar, boom. What I Like About You, boom. <laughs> no, what a girl like wants. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh, what? The show. <laughs> right, okay. Right. You are so excited <laughs> to make fun of me. I saw it in your little eyes, a little flash. You are thinking I was getting something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> guilty guilty as charged <laughs> i saw you i saw you getting ready to pounce on me <laughs> oh my Salivating. god I'm so, I'm so sorry about that <laughs> and final fun amanda trivia okay this website looks like it was heaven's gate like built in 1997 <laughs> Somebody please update the Amanda Bynes (laughs) trivia website. Amanda Bynes' maternal grandparents are Canadians from Toronto, Ontario. Okay, we need to get that address. We need to go on a walking tour. We need to see the home. We're starting a walking tour. We have two stops. One, Graffiti graffiti Alley, because there's a lot of tours that go down there. Second stop, Amanda Bynes' maternal grandparents' (laughs) home. The only thing I ever bring of value to trivia is like we're watching a movie and someone will be in the background. I'll say, see that person in the background? 
they're Canadian. I can That's spot adorable. a Canadian from a mile away, and I just need everyone to recognize in that moment they're Canadian. I love that about you. That's very like Canadiana, like Canadian <laughs> head. That's actually a very cute quality. I well, love. and this is fun now because now if Amanda Bynes pops up in anything, I can. Did you know her maternal grandparents little... are from Toronto, Ontario? <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't really know anything like that but she does know that jim carrey is from brantford and slept in his car for a bit in brantford oh people love to talk about jim carrey sleeping in his car <laughs> that or him writing himself a million dollar check and okay oh my okay i know that just as well as i know katherine heigl is a bitch <laughs> <laughs> As much as big Hollywood has told me that Katherine Heigl is difficult to work with. There are two things in Hollywood you must know. (laughs) I've watched I've watched Jim Carrey movies brag alert since I was four or five years old. We I grew I grew up breastfeeding while Ace Ventura is in the background. (laughs) We I (laughs) I've watched Jim Carrey my whole life, but every time we watch a Jim Carrey movie, my mom walks in the room. Do you know he's from Brantford? His parents are from Brantford. He slept in his car in Brantford. <laughs> Those three things. And then she walks out. Let's dive into our chronological rundown. I I think we're ready for it. Credits opening scene. For some reason, this little paper butterfly that starts us out stuck in my mind so much, but it really doesn't play a role at all. <laughs> The opening is very confessions for me where she's like, I live in New York. Like, yeah. this is my <laughs> life. <laughs> I, maybe I'm just jealous of people that live in New York. It's like, York. my mom's eclectic. We're eclectic. We live in Chinatown. Oh, so it's kind of actually, oh my God. Okay. This is emerging. Princess Diaries. Yes. And Confessions. Yeah. The first 10 mins of Confession and the whole of A Princess Diary. <laughs> yeah. Having a cool, funky mom in a New York in a, and, and she's single. Okay. I was very drawn to that. And I, that was why. Hey, I, Maddie. What? I'm living it. Get the hell. <laughs> Your mom's eclectic. I thought she was just like. She's hippy dippy. I love that. Mm hmm okay what i actually didn't know that i pegged her as more of like like a cool like chill as hell like lo-fi beats relaxing oh she's not chill as hell okay i love that but she's yoga oh eclectic kind of okay i'm salivating (laughs) i love this i didn't know that I know but she. I know not she does eclectic, yoga. like like not like grassroots eclectic, like uh, uh, <laughs> Lululemon. Okay, okay. Corporate uh, yoga wear. <laughs> corporate corporate eclectic. She, she's a corporate hippie. <laughs> I I love. Did she paper mache a lot of your furniture when you were younger? No. Okay. No, okay. No, no. No. And by paper mache, I meant Mod Podge. <laughs> no, I actually hodgepodge. 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 And doing hodgepodge. What the hell? Hodgepodge? Hodgepodge. <laughs> you're, you're, okay, you're calling a modgepodge? Mod, M O D, podge. Mod podge. I, I, there's got to be a brand. That's on you. Take your mod robes, you cut them up. <laughs> Young Amanda is talking about her life. She's like, I live with my mom. Um, we're eclectic. 
young Amanda actress looks nothing like Amanda Bynes, whatever. Nothing whatsoever. So annoying. Um, and every birthday, she gets the story of how her dad left her, or how her family, how her mom left her dad. And that's her birthday wish is to hear how <laughs> the mom <laughs> left the dad and how she got raised without her father around. This is not a very good bedtime story. Um, I would be sick to my stomach if I was this little girl. Anything upsetting, anything emotional before bed. And this is why the movie is kind of an overall bummer. Like, this is why I had no associations with this being like a fun, wacky flick. Totally. Because I remember there being a a dark cloud over this movie. Kelly Preston plays her mom okay kelly preston first of all r.i.p i know second of all oh she looks stunning she looks amazing in this movie it's so beautiful it's yeah wild totally so the bedtime story is about how her mom and dad met in morocco cool hippie rock star mom and the what is he is he in a band no, he's just kind of like a wild child. I don't know what we're meant to... He has a motorcycle. He's a wild child. I guess so. It's like, I guess he was kind of like a young, rebellious uh, Colin Firth. Kofer. Kofer. <laughs> they meet in Morocco. They fall in love immediately. She falls off a, she falls off a sand dune actually quite violently. <laughs> Um, that's some very top-notch stunt work. They fall in love, they get married, and then... Okay, they love talking about their Bedouin wedding. They get married, they get married, and they're always like, on a camel. I don't think I've ever heard the word Bedouin more in a movie. Bedouin? Bedouin sound sound clash. (laughs) One of my first extra gigs as a background actor was in a Bedouin sound Bedouin (laughs) a Bedouin sound clash music video (laughs) what was their music this is a baby oh okay i hate that you know what that's so like um it's giving me like a jack johnson yeah it's a little jj yeah (laughs) it's a little bit like i don't know like we're tossing around coconuts (laughs) and like playing on a beach (laughs) (laughs) oh beautiful Uh, day okay okay and we're just cracking (laughs) coconuts on each other's head And then they go back, as the story goes, back to the Dashwood Manor, which is a huge palatial royal? Um, they're, they're like 40th in line to be royal, to be the, to be the queen. And this is the beginning of a lot of questions that I have throughout the whole movie is not really understanding, like, is this a royal family or is this a political family or is this a royal family who gets into politics? I don't even I want don't understand to. what they are. I don't even want to crack a book on this or crack a Google on this because I knew it would take me down too many rabbit holes. But what I assumed was... Is he Kathleen Wynne? <laughs> okay, well, I freaking hope not. And I definitely <laughs> did draw some parallels between the O government and... I think it is that um, a lot of families that were royal, because he is a lord. So I think families that were related to royalty, like 
typically would go into politics just because of um, the old system in okay I'm this is me giving a grade six presentation that I didn't do any of the work I think that in medieval times when the queen and king were royal Carl Firth is in one of these families he's like a but he's also obviously got a political career like his father um so they come back and essentially the advisor gets rid of the mom by lying to her and then he lies to Colin Firth and so they split up and when mommy comes back to New York she is pregnant and has a baby Amanda Bynes nine months later but doesn't tell Colin Firth about her existence and now she's grown up saying I feel like I'm missing my other half now we're in welcome to the movie they make it clear this is the tradition every year blah blah blah. I don't know if they do this on her 15th or her 17th we see a sad teenage Amanda Bynes with picture of her dad what a terrible birthday I gotta say totally it's such a bummer and then she kisses the picture I know and then goes to bed she's like good night dad <sighs> okay and so begins and there's okay point and now one. we're in and, and now here's in. the elephant in the room <laughs> okay the <laughs> sexual tension okay. it only hit me at the end this was a movie that was originally written as a romance. Okay. And then they subbed out the love interests for the father and daughter. Okay. I, okay, I'm stating my case off the top for this film. Before we go any further, here's how I feel about it. They directed Amanda Bynes in a way that she basically looks like she's romantically in love with Colin Firth in this movie. And I do not put that on her. I put it on the director, 100%, 1000%. Colin Firth was not directed to return that affection in my mind i found he him to be one of the only figures i could think of that could get away with acting in this and it not being a full-blown love story between a father and a daughter (laughs) script every turn was there they was trying to get him to make it look like he's in love with his daughter romantically but colin firth dodged this i feel quite successfully there were lines he was delivering and I was going how did you pull that off and still sort of seem like her dad and not her full-blown soul star-crossed lover (laughs) okay (laughs) I absolutely agree that he that Kofer did a phenomenal job of rebuffing (laughs) Amanda's advances put Hugh Grant in that role oh Okay, They're well, fully having sex by the end of it. And I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> having said that, I think objectively the actions that took place in this film would constitute a father-daughter romance. I agree. I feel like they wrote a love story and then just wrote father and then daughter on the... We had a creep at the wheel here. <laughs> I'm not going to look up who the director was. This is a full-blown Mad Lib production. Start start to finish. From start to finish. I agree. Yes. We wouldn't even have to put our hands on it. How do you stand on Kofer before we go further? Do you think he's a dreamboat? Do you like him? What are your thoughts? Are you... He's old hat. It's so interesting because objectively... You're a shoulder shrug to me. Yeah. It's like, you're neither here nor there. I don't care. You're the most like British barrister character I've ever seen in my life. But 
you know, Kofer, he's, he's pretty good at reeling you in with that kind of aloof yeah yeah <laughs> that aloof charm in theory i am not into colin firth on paper i'm not into it but when i watch him on screen something happens i don't know what it is it's magic the are you saying it moved i'm saying i'm saying one eyebrow up it moved very <laughs> confused not really sure about my feelings but i kind of just go with it with a kofer Mom and Daphne work weddings. Mom is a singer in a watered-down rock band. Daphne is 17, and she's a catering waitress. Problem strikes at the wedding. Uh, the groom's drunk and kind of ruining the day. We get a little Daphne uh, sort of saving the day here. This is to show us she's good-natured. She likes to help people. She's only 17, and I wrote, is already embarrassed to be a waitress and has the shame and guilt of us <laughs> at 29 and 30 years old, respectively. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Wow, slapstick is already on point and beginning. We've got her kind of like being wacky while being a waitress. She's kind of using like the ice sculpture chipping away at an ice sculpture to put a piece of ice in the groom's back of his shirt so that he'll get up and start moving weird and then we pretend that he's dancing and i'm dancing with him which i don't really understand how that's saving the day if anything i would think that would piss the bride off more i actually think it'd be sorry what's going on with you (laughs) and that waitress we i write smile 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 face we don't have a single dad instead we have a single mom who left the guy oh my (laughs) god i'm taking my party hat off i'm taking my little what are those called kazoos (laughs) if they're not making a single dad look good they're making a single mom look bad god damn it these little these scum big wigs we do kind of get right into it daphne sort of saves the day and then there's the daddy daughter dance she gets very sad about it mom and daphne sit down and have a chat oh god they play this one really hard we get kind of like slow-mo watching a little girl and her dad dancing we get daphne like sad as hell watching it's like they are ramming it down (laughs) our throats at that point mom comes over she goes i know that look it's like Okay, very casual way to uh, start a conversation about her not having grown up with a father that you intentionally kept from her. (laughs) This is why I kept your dad from you. This is why you shouldn't go see him. We're still cool. And I love you a million Swedish fish. And I I love you a million red M&M's hate that do you and your mom have a cute thing like that though maybe no well she's a she's the eccentric mom i don't know maybe it's an eccentric mom i don't thing. know anyone who has this cute little sign off with their mom i'm pissed i even used the word cute it's not cute normally if we're gonna use a line that's this it's gonna come specific back. and bizarro it's like okay there's this is serving a purpose this is in reference to something I've got my glasses on, folks, so you're going to get an earful about screen writing. <laughs> there isn't really like a, ins- a catalyst 
for in this film inciting incident yeah i guess the inciting incident is that she leaves and goes to the uk but there isn't anything that there's nothing that prompts there's nothing that, that prom- even if she was like bef- i need to figure out what i'm doing for college and before i do that i need to do this like even if there was a scene with her with a guidance counselor being like i don't know what i want that would be enough but there's literally no reason she just goes it's very abrupt. It's abrupt, right? Yeah. Five minutes into the movie, we're, already we're in, the in UK. London. Th- mm-hmm. That was weird to me. I definitely thought there was more of a setup at home. I-, I write, she gets to London immediately. Note for Liv. Okay, what are my notes today? Like, of course, that's for you. <laughs> Who else would that be for? I'm also like, bang, boom, let's bang. just get to Europe. She is wearing a blazer scarf jacket with a um, skinny, ooh, uh, 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 I'm tasting like multicolored Multicolored striped skinny scarf. Oh. A skinny scarf. With like, I had, I, of course, obviously we had one of these in our home with sparkles in it. A sparkly, a sparkly thread, a sparkly thread skinny scarf. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to wear that when we're going to a family dinner for Christmas Eve. Okay. Obviously I'm wearing that as soon as the first fall day hits. (laughs) We're going to an orchard. (laughs) And I'm going to wear my corduroy blazer from (gasps) American Eagle. You know, I'm wearing my burnt orange corduroy blazer <laughs> and you know that the sparkles from this tiny scarf are getting wedged in between the corduroy fibers and it's getting everywhere and it's actually more of a nuisance than a than a than a fashion statement london calling <laughs> if you if you're not playing london calling how the hell am i gonna know where we are if you're not showing me double-decker buses and you're not showing me immediately we're on a tour double London Eye. <laughs> the Big Ben. I don't know where we are. I need to see all of those things. She gets to her hostel. Everyone seems cool. Okay, I'm already calling bullshit on this. Have you ever been to a hostel? Have you seen the movie Hostel? Okay. You are in a bunked room with like 14 other bunk beds. You're all trying to share one phone charger. This is not a hostel, okay? She meets uh, Oliver James. He's playing music. He's a musician. It's it's Elle at first S. Yeah, she's immediately kind of enchanted by him at the reception desk strumming a very emotional little ditty. He makes a... I do remember the conversation where he's like something about the loo and she's like, who's loo? <gasps> okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, when the girl walks out of the washroom and says, Lou's free, and okay, I called it, and Joel can vouch for me, I immediately said, Who's Lou? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I friggin' knew. They're not gonna turn their nose up at an opportunity for this hilarious joke. It's so funny, like, comedically, I'm <laughs> on the goddamn floor or like plays on words like but also just like not understanding it's like oh my god it's the highest form of comedy i do love it this guy's a little hedgehog oh he is an hedgehog an edge an edgehog he's got love he's an edgehog love a bit of an edgehog he's got spikety spikety spike i don't want to blow oh my god he's spiking out i mean he's cute as hell so cute but this isn't outdated uh, it's a wet hair. Well, look. I did actually wonder if it's because he's in London, love. It's always rainy there. So I don't know. Maybe. That would actually do the opposite. His hair would be very flat. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I do see where you're going with that. <laughs> it's not going to pull his hair, his hairs up. Um, okay. Now I'm sort of confused about what water is and what it does. <laughs> I don't want to blow my cover here. 
I did do about 40 minutes of research on Oliver James and his career and where he went <laughs> and what's happened. But I might actually just save it for a little bit later. And since again, um, please do parcel it out. Yeah, we're moving at a snail's pace. I figure it's probably best. That's her setup. She's like, oh, frig, I'm in the UK. I gotta find my dad. And so we go over to Henry and he is making political moves. He's given up his seat in whatever. Because he now wants to run for whatever. I don't know any of the rules. <laughs> don't care. Okay, let's talk about his new family. Because honestly, we've got uh, we've got a standout in the film. Well, who's your favorite? In this... Okay, the fiancé to me was hysterical in this movie. She has some, some amazing lines. She, the, whoever this woman is, she plays such a great British villain. I agree. The, this was one of the quotes I wrote down. Whatever, he gives up his seat in the whatever government to be some other government figure. Then we see him at home with his new fiance and the fiance's daughter and their two snobby British ladder climbing social 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 um uh social butter not butterflies that's too harmless uh social sharks social grubbers they're gr- they're grubbing for social light status and um anyway they're terrible and they're having breakfast and the woman goes oh these it's <laughs> so good it's so good these eggs are positively glacial <laughs> oh. you know i'm a sensitive um i'm a i'm a sensory overload so thinking about cold egg i'm sensory overload oh. thinking of how cold those <laughs> eggs are okay. i also was thinking about frozen okay, eggs. okay but knowing her they're, they're probably, probably hot warm. i know that woman is so good at playing like an understated villain the way she delivers them is so funny she's a level wench what'd you think of the daughter are she you- looked familiar to me i know who she looks like but it's definitely not the same woman she looks like the blonde girl in uh, don't don't trust the be in apartment. apartment 23 oh the, oh the friend or jane oh god this is like two the blonde this is literally like Jane two girl. older women at a knitting club trying to talk about shows on netflix that we've never seen <laughs> i've seen that show i've watched most of it the thing in this movie all the british characters are so stereotypical that it's like everyone is amanda Bynes is an american i know it's hilarious it's like uh, that whole thing of like okay. americans are bringing down the house like they're oh, bringing- okay. i was gonna wait because it doesn't okay let's table okay, that okay, okay. Because- when you get to the fashion show it's really quite apparent there it's like okay. she's shaking things up <laughs> amanda Bynes is they're having breakfast stepmom and stepdaughter and amanda Bynes is running through the yard because she's trying to meet her dad but she doesn't want to go through the gates so she's trying to break in inexplicably she goes to the gates and there's a guard there and he goes may i help you and she goes and he's very nice he's not even telling her to go away (laughs) no yeah we definitely needed may i assist you and she just goes "Mm, (laughs) no okay cut to she's run around the side of the building and is scaling a wall it's like she didn't even attempt to get in the front we th- but that's an american for you <laughs> we 1000 percent needed him to go sorry miss no visitors or something yeah. literally just that can i <laughs> can i help you i'd love to help you mm. <laughs> no uh, 
know actually would, would you like to would you like to visit lord dashwood mm, <laughs> no. hey, you kind of look like lord dashwood would you like are you a relative <laughs> would, you, would you like to come in mm, no oh. <laughs> that's so true cut to this shot of her running across the yard i don't know why they filmed it like this she looks like a bigfoot trying to like escape (laughs) trying to like escape capture she's sprinting across the yard she's so tall and lanky she's got her big bell bottoms on and her platforms on she's she's lank she's lank city and the way they've filmed it is like truly like found footage of like a cryptid or like an alien (laughs) Like in, you know, in science, <laughs> you know, in science, when they film the alien running, like, and it just like goes, like, it's like at the kid's birthday party. That's what it fucking looks like. I don't know why they decided that. It's actually like scary. And Clarissa's like, oh my God, I just saw, oh my God, I just saw something run past. Okay, there's a person there because she's like right at the window. Cryptid Amanda is running around the house. Very scary. <laughs> I'm still laughing about Bigfoot. It genuinely looks like you're in Yosemite Park. Somebody just took a picture of Bigfoot. You know the way he's running across the screen. Yes, Yes, of course I do. It's the most iconic run. They silently capture Amanda Bynes doing the same thing. (laughs) Henry is trying to... He goes out. He's like, fuck paparazzi's here and he grabs her and pulls her in a chair and he goes oh my god you're 17 he goes you you paparazzi's you're incessant why don't you just get your picture just get it and she's go. just like she's just sitting there and then he's like you can't be more than 17 or something yeah. like that and, this, and then we get the big reveal and debines is libby's daughter she has a picture of him everything is coming out the the stepdaughter and stepmom come in and he's and he's like oh my god you're my daughter everyone's freaking out clarissa says seems like you had a great time in morocco more so than you told us Okay, why the fuck would he tell you about anything that happened between him and his ex-wife, let alone their sex I life? I know. And then she goes, like, what? Um, put a put a cap on it, Clarissa. She put goes, a cork in it. Someone should have put a cork in it. Someone should have put a cork in it a long time ago. <laughs> Does she mean put a cork in his penis hole? Yes, that's what she means. Someone should have put a cork in their penis hole where or, it comes out. Or, or <laughs> seventeen years or ago. Or did she mean put a cork in her vagina? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. She's saying. Well, they're both bad. I don't know why. I don't hole. know why you think that that's better than putting it in. Well, a- why would she be saying to her mom, "You should have put a cork in your vagina"? Well, why is she saying anything at all about this? Everything here is like mayhem. You know, she's saying, "You're my dad." He's kind of like believing her, but is also sort of reluctant. The evil stepmom and daughter are both trying to like just dispel this whole thing. Everyone's kind of like freaking the fuck out. I think like Colin Firth says something like, oh, I th- this must be a mistake or something. And then she and then Amanda Bynes is like, it's not a mistake, blah, blah, blah. They be- And then 
the mom gets it. The grandma gets involved. Lady Dashwood. And she's. She's fun. She's team Amanda. And she's fun. And she's on board with this whole crazy thing. And she wants Amanda to stay at the house. Blah, blah, blah. She's kind of like a question mark to me. I'm like. Yeah. Why weren't you this cool Back in the day, okay. years ago? And what are we meant to understand, like, caused this change where you're all of a sudden well, cool? Well, I guess that they sort of, like, very quickly said, when my husband died, I learned what was important. And the husband died at the start of the movie. This woman, this grandma, has set up this whole life for her son. She's put all this pressure on him. She was the one who taught him all about status and, like, acceptance and, like... And then she has a change of heart and just washes her hands and, like, acts like she's, like, holier than thou. It's, like, kind of infuriating to me. Yeah, and, like, acting like she's in the corner smoking weed yeah. about it. Cool <laughs> as hell while all these other people are yeah, like, being corporate uh, pigs. You, you're you not this innocent bystander you lead us to believe, you 75-year-old you woman. You fucking 75-year-old woman with a bonnet on your goddamn head and flowers <laughs> on it even? Get out of here. Henry calls Libby, the mom. They chat. Why does he still have her number? Like, anyways, whatever. How could you not tell me I fathered a child? I hate okay, that. I'm s- what a creepy way to say yeah, that. Yeah, there is something like psychosexual about it a little bit. <laughs> I hate I fathered it's a It's like child. when people say sired a child. <laughs> oh, God, I'm puking. Yeah. Couldn't this whole mix up a single phone call a single phone call <laughs> this entire mishap yes. that this entire film is based on have been resolved not only 17 yes. years ago or any of the subsequent time throughout but even in this phone call would it not have come up like hey why the fuck did you leave because you wanted me to leave. they told me to leave wait wait actually no, I, I didn't want that at all i never said that who gave you the note your advisor <laughs> I have left relationships on far worse terms. And honey, you know I'm calling them the next day at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I'm leaving various voicemails. I'm drunk. I'm texting. I'm Facebook messaging. I'm full-blown marriage that they just trust like a shitty letter and a shitty like it makes no also like wouldn't you have to figure also the letter to her okay now okay 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 so the letter to him said, correct me if I'm wrong, that she was leaving for someone else. Okay, that, while I think it would throw him for a loop, like, what? We lived together in England. Wait, when did this even happen? What's going on? We're <laughs> married. We got married in a Bedouin sound clash wedding. The letter to her. Yeah. So I can understand, okay, oh, well, I guess she's leaving me for a dude. The letter to her literally i don't even think it was a letter to her it was the advisor saying if you care about him you'll leave she's like wait i need to talk to him she she does throw that line out oh i miss that but like i would just drive down the road and then get back out <laughs> and then <laughs> get into and a then telephone call, call him call and say house. your advisor just kicked me out of the house <laughs> yes yeah it's like guys the fundamental of any marriage is communication. Okay, and again, this is solved by simple communication. Henry is next in a meeting, and I do remember this. He's like talking. He's like, okay, she's going to stay with us. Like, it's settled. She has this huge, decadent princess royal bedroom. 
Yes, I love it. It's massive. <laughs> um, passport to Paris yeah. vibes. Of little kids jumping on the bed. I don't know why everyone okay, loves a bed okay. jump. Because, okay, sorry, go back to it. So we get this little montage. We get this montage where he's saying, like, she's mature. She's self-contained. She's this. She is, we get flashes of her doing crazy funky stuff, okay. dancing, taking food, jumping on the bed like a little I'm monkey. Jumping on the bed. Oh, oh, um, sliding around in socks and a button down shirt. Risky business. Um, She's taking food <laughs> yeah. off of trays. The, the maids and the butlers of the house are, <gasps> they're appalled. Who is this what? American teenager dancing around the house? What is this American music? What's your flavor? <laughs> okay. Tell me what's your flavor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay they love this trope of american oh. teens are always dancing they're always dancing around they're always funking stuff up they're always <laughs> they're always bringing funk into the house and all the adults are <gasps> they're kind of like um the first scene in like the spice girls yeah they're flat they're video. flabbergasted oh she can't do that like I just um. did. What's your flavor? We are Canadian. Yeah. So what do we know? We were never American teens. Yes. But I do think our cultures are similar enough. I jumped on a bed. Were you dancing around the house? No. Were you moving and grooving around when the I house? When I was eight, I rollerbladed around the house to bird is the word. <laughs> I would literally put that song on and rollerblade around the house. Okay. Now that is fun. Okay. So I would do that. And that I could see sort of like a butler and a maid getting appalled. I went about. down the stairs hard one time because I honestly envisioned it going so differently in my mind <laughs> than physically what happened. I also would jump on a bed when we would go to a hotel and have twin beds and we and we would push, we would see how far we could push the beds apart making the jump, obviously. But that's all well under 11 years old. Yeah, like a 17-year-old girl wanting to dance around the house. No, she's locked up in her bedroom and she's not acknowledging any of the The cover is pulled up. She's on her <laughs> laptop, her cell phone, her Game Boy, her, her <laughs> diary, whatever was available. Like, I have never, even in my happy days, I have never jumped on a damn bed past the age of like 11 or 12. We're seeing like a Kirsten Dunst sexily jump on a bed. We're seeing like a Britney Spears in a crossroads sexily jump on a bed. Okay, stop telling us we do this because we don't. You're writing your damn fantasy, you freaking pervs. And and I am standing on a soapbox right now. Yes, and this is a direct address to all the Hollywood bigwigs. This is going out to all. All the big wig perverts anyone who <laughs> writes about a female ingenue 17 year old jumping on a bed is a pedophile okay that is my address that was the radio sorry the, it was a it was an alert it was a special security alert Clarissa doesn't like Daphne. Clarissa's a stepdaughter, doesn't like Amanda Bynes. And she does a little, she does another classic 2000s trope, which is there's a party. I'm going to tell you it's a costume party or I'm going to tell you to dress differently and you're going to show up and embarrass the fuck out of yourself. Classic move. This never happened to me. Did this ever happen to you? 
That would be no. pretty harsh bullying, I think, if it did happen. I've got street smarts, and one of my tenets that I live by is never trust anyone. So if I have some person who's already shown me a little bit of an antagonistic vibe, and she's now going out of her way to tell me what to wear to the party, okay, I've seen Legally exactly. Blonde. I know exactly what's happening right now. There's many, many others. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. But I have to tell you. Mean Girls. Well, that was her own doing. That was her own fault. She didn't understand what Halloween meant. Yeah, but. I know. I know it's the same thing. I know it's the same thing. This is why, though. This is why when when you're younger, you constantly ask your friends, what are you wearing? What are you wearing to this? Casual? Are you wearing jeans? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Are you wearing dress? Are you wearing jeans? Or how are we doing jeans tonight? Because, (laughs) heaven forbid, I show up in a god dang bunny costume or and Amanda Bynes what what a girl wants costume to absolutely and you're not phoning your your arch nemesis to ask what are we wearing tonight we go to this fashion show i guess they call it a dress show and Amanda Bynes essentially shows up in a funky outfit everyone is wearing very stuffy clothes um it's hardly even funky it's literally jeans and a tank top i'm just saying they could have gone a little bit she should have shown up in a chicken costume if they really wanted to milk it. <laughs> I know. The song that's playing right now as she's like sneaking in, for some reason, this mental anchor for me, it goes, it's, uh, it goes, and this, it's the same sax sound as in Princess Diaries when they do the makeover, but it goes, you better keep moving. You better keep moving. <laughs> you better keep moving. Oh, that's very uh, Amanda Bynesian. I, I feel like know. music. It yes. is a Bynesian song. As she is wont to do, she goes in the back of the building and sneaks her way in. Classic Amanda Bynes. And she goes to a curtain and she's like, is this the way to the show? And s- someone who thinks she's one of the models is like, yeah, get out there. Yeah. Okay. Now we have a crazy moment where a girl who looks like a model wearing jeans and a tank top has just stepped out onto the runway. <gasps> Cue gas from the entire crowd nothing has happened yet it's literally just at the sight of this girl <laughs> of jeans bell bottoms and a tank top and the whole crowd is whispering looking at each other what's happening here olivia this is britain versus america america this is it's the jeans. olympics jeans versus gown apple pie versus a biscuit at the sight of this teeny bopper showing mid drift in jeans if i was her i'm on stage i walk out i go shit i'm on a stage guess what (laughs) walk back out i just walk back out i don't walk on the catwalk okay but that's why she's amanda Bynes and we're us well that's why again i am (laughs) eating easter chocolate in a den sweating (laughs) At least you have some left. I've eaten all mine. Okay, well, I'm eating Sean's now, so does that make you feel better? <laughs> okay, the boys who... I hmm. wanna be bad with you, baby. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> yes. She... Okay, what is the name of the main... <laughs> Armistead. Uh, disgust- okay, Armistead. I kept calling him Alistair. Armistead, that fish-lipped 
Preppy son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. I hate that he's supposed to be the hot preppy guy. <laughs> okay, oh, his whole okay. lexicon in this movie is sickening. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all food based. It's like <laughs> yummy. Delish. <laughs> he's so gross. And then we also get our first faux. <laughs> royal figure so so we have a prince charles prince harry uh, prince william lookalikes in the audience at the very end everyone's like whoa that was crazy uh Ar- <laughs> armistead's like obviously he's a player he's like into it dad is like oh my gosh embarrassing but i love her she's cool uh and then the rest <laughs> of the family is like oh she's a nuisance she says i'm lord dashwood's daughter and the media swarms her they have a little press debriefing after in conference like yeah she's gonna stay for the summer this is him like i love i love my dog her I- with the dog she has this dog doing tricks which very right cute. away i'm like what the hell my dog can't do a single trick well teddy is a <laughs> prim and proper boy he sits on that little pillow that he has propped up he's not gonna do tricks for a peasant middle of the night okay and this is my biggest okay i hate this this is like this is like a sleep paralysis demon shot for me is a little um, (laughs) a little amanda Bynes, who i love in the middle of the night which is a time that i love and she's sitting in the kitchen but what is she doing an act that is so heinous so disgusting that it's almost unforgivable she is drinking a cold glass of milk well we don't even know if it's cold oh like a little demon in the kitchen. I honestly, once you stop drinking it, if you ever try to go take a tr- take a swig of milk, oh, oh, it's so repulsive. It is, and also it's like it's one thing for a child, yeah, to drink their little milk. We've got a seventeen-year-old girl up in the middle of the night. Is she really drinking a glass of milk? No, she's cracking open a Diet Coke. She's cracking a DC. Let's make this realistic. And it's not for any, like, ethical reasons. I just hate milk. I'm willing to have a civilized debate with you about this if you're willing to come forward. Okay, well, because now we're treading in vegan territory, which I am not. I don't want to do, and I'm not. I've hated milk since I was a small toddler. Actually, I was never a small toddler. I was always a big toddler with, with her legs dragging off the stroller. Oh, God. I can picture you as one of those long babies for sure. Okay, so Court Colin Firth comes downstairs. Lesser Grievance is getting is having Cocoa Puffs. I love sugary cereals. I love, 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 love. I want to buy my Reese's Puff cereal or a Cocoa Puff cereal or a Count Chocula. I love it. Okay, they have such this energy here is (laughs) okay the chemistry in this scene is i had to leave the room i am acclimatized at this point to brother sister flirting i see it every day it's (laughs) the media shoves it down my throat left right and center big wigs but a father daughter flirting that is more foreign to me and it's something that should never be done (laughs) ever nor should brother sister flirting but but i'm just gonna say this if you type if you go to porn (laughs) if you go to porn hello i'm at porn (laughs) Porn porn.com if you go to porn.com and you type in i bet you brother brother sister is like more accepted and higher than father daughter father daughter is like 
someone's well, someone's in a basement and someone that's in the dark channels exactly Ex- exactly but brother sister everyone it's like okay we all know it oh happens. my god the channel is crashing everyone is on <laughs> it i don't know maybe that's maybe that's not right but i did say i did say like colin firth you can feel him like a tennis match dot trying to find like i bet he spent bobbing and weaving. yeah i bet he spent months with an acting coach trying to figure out how to deliver these sexually charged lines <laughs> in a fatherly way i'm not even kidding uh and he does a great job of it amanda Bynes, they really instructed her to be like like she's the way she's like smiling up at him is like whoa oh, and it's not her God. fault it's just it's the director frankly there's another thing coming up um another ball oh it's peach they've got events up the wazoo okay this is like the oc they have an event every episode the next one is peach and pear's birthday party the chandelier thing is coming (laughs) up and stepmom got her a dress it's it's hideous it's supposed to be like very ugly please i kind of liked it also kind of was into it oh okay because it's supposed to be like oh she's really screwed her she looked amazing in this gown i honestly thought it was fine as is i actually thought it was a really cool dress like i feel like it's very (laughs) funky thinking of my own (laughs) sorry i'm literally laughing thinking of myself wearing this Okay, and I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about myself. (laughs) Mopping the floor everywhere I go because it's dragging down on me. This scene is iconic. You want to talk about mental anchor? Yeah. This, to me, is the... um, the one thing from the film that the second I heard it, I was like, okay, this is taking me back. Clarissa Bitchy's sister comes in, basically says, uh, and by the way, stay away from Armistead. Ugh. He's mine. This is when Amanda Vines delivers the monologue that every young girl knows by heart. You're designer. I'm vintage. You're a mansion. And I'm a fifth floor walk-up. There's one. There's one I more. Hate that one actually a lot. I'm a fifth floor walk up. I really don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, "Why would you ever think we'd have the same taste in guy?" The way she says things is so distinct. I know. It wiggles its way into your brain. I would love to work with a dialect coach on Bynesian. On Bynesian <laughs> speak. Oh, I would love to learn a Bynesian accent. There is that scene I think with the grandma before they get to the party where she's like. Oh God, what's it called when you shoot the birds? Shooting the birds. With regards to that sport? Yeah. Do they like toss out from a machine like clay pigeons? I don't know what that's... And people shoot shoot at pieces of clay something. I don't know. I know that they break in the air and they shatter when you shoot them. And but yes. are they clay pigeons? I don't know if they would I, go to the trouble of okay, shaping it like it, a pigeon. I don't I don't know. I kind of think it is. Anyway, if you know about shoot the shooting sport, tell us. <laughs> and you do make a great point. It's like, why are we going to all this trouble to craft the pottery into a full-blown <laughs> pigeon if we're just going to shoot the shit out of it? Ah, perfect. I've finished my... (laughs) so tragic for whoever that artiste is. They're like handcrafted. (laughs) I don't know what that sport is. I literally don't know what it's called. 
Why do they yell pull or Paul? Because I think someone is manning a machine. They are. They go, they go, Paul. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they must be saying pull. They're definitely saying pull, but but they're not pulling anything. They're throwing something. Or they're shooting. No, but they're not manually throwing. Yeah, it's a catapult. A machine is... (laughs) A machine, like in a batter's cage, is yeah. shooting out these pottery things. pigeons into the air. There's no way anybody would have a sustainable business model of creating clay <laughs> pigeons for people to shoot. Well, actually, they would because people are going through them at a breakneck rate. Okay, there's a market, and that's what being an innovator is <laughs> all about. There is actually a fun line here, and I don't know if I was having like a brain disorder, but when she goes. There'll be plenty of people rooting for you to fail. That's what makes it so fun. So Amanda Bynes, after getting this pep talk from her grandma, takes a pair of scissors to this quote-unquote hideous gown and reworks it into something that's more Daphne. And, okay, she shows up at the party and we get a staircase reveal. I love a staircase reveal. Um, and then, okay, we've got a live band uh-huh. at this party. And, oh, guess who? Oliver James? Oliver James, the actor known as Ian Wallace in this movie. And, okay, he looks great. The band's great. They're playing nice music, whatever. But right away, I'm like, who the F hired them for this stuffy-ass party? The watered-down rock and roll bands in this movie, there's so many of them playing at so many events. It's like... At a wedding, I can believe it. Posh, high-society British parties? Okay, they're not having this type of folksy music playing. on a classical CD in the back and just let it blare through the speakers. We do see Oliver James here. I do really need to quickly say Oliver James was... This was like his breakout role, basically. He was in one other thing quickly before this. He went to acting school to follow his girlfriend because he just wanted to be with her. He didn't even like acting. Okay, that's cute as hell. So freaking cute. He stayed in it. He got this role. Then he got Raise Your Voice. And then he got a couple of other like... And then I guess like pre-2012, he had a bunch of stuff that he filmed but either didn't get received well and didn't finish like for whatever reason. And so he just quit acting and now he's a psychotherapist. Oh, cool. These days, he's a full-time mindfulness-based psychotherapist and can be found on Twitter sharing his views on personal growth, love, and treatment of animals. Does that kind of piss you off as an actor that he literally just fell headfirst into a couple of blockbusters? Oh. It does make me like, Frig, am I just going to end up being a psychotherapist after all this anyways? Well, let's just cut to the chase then. (laughs) Why are we putting on airs? Why are we going through this whole facade (laughs) rigmarole. (laughs) Okay. They talk and they're like, wow, this party sucks. I feel bad for these two dumpy... (laughs) twins who everyone like makes fun of and is mean to we need to liven up this party and she's like i dare you like liven up this party play some funky ass music okay now they go out there and whoa they're letting loose they play 
a groovy rock tune. What do they play? Get up off of that thing by James Brown. Oh yeah, okay. And then we get a a grooving Amanda Bynes like busting a move. Everyone's like, "Whoa, Whoa. she's by herself on the dance floor." Okay, so then now all the British (gasps) society people are slowly okay. Now they're letting their hair down and they're starting to bust a move. And now we've got everyone dancing. They're having fun. Okay, this devolves (laughs) into the craziest. Craziest I... scene where okay, do you want to do the honors? No, because I was no, because I wasn't paying attention at this point because I knew what happened and I was researching all of her <laughs> had to look away. Everyone up out of their seat, dancing, having fun. They're like, Whoa, this is fun to have fun. We're dancing. <laughs> this oh American God, this has livened things up for us. <laughs> oh my god, this American girl in her crazy wiles. And then she sort of like gestures for everyone to kind of come on over and then we get a mighty ducks <laughs> formation of a group oh of my gosh like 30 or so people doing a choreographed dance in unison together i it is hate a choreographed dance in a context where none of these no people, context w- without context none of the like in a in a she's all that you're kind of like maybe they learned it at school these maybe people are strangers <laughs> they've never met so unless you're telling me these people all got abducted <laughs> at some point because of all the stomping and bomping and dancing and prancing <laughs> what what happens but the prized chandelier falls from the sky and shatters and the old gross man that loves the chandelier like cries over it he has objectumphilia <laughs> for this chandelier honestly how is this her fault because she got the party rocking oh my she god she incited this movement okay you're making it and sound then... like she's an insurrectionist <laughs> it was <laughs> it's insurrection the paparazzi swarms they've been waiting they're in throngs outside the party there's like mobs and they're trying to get her out of there and we get this slow-mo <laughs> I hate I honestly was so, I, I was so cringed out by this whole thing and I was I was also really feeling like the daddy daughterness of this because he's like we have to get you out of here like I, there's just a lot there was just a lot they're trying to make it like because they're actually they're not making a joke of it the director is actually trying to make this like this is an emotional scene because then we get a, a black and white slow-mo paparazzi snap kind of looking all frantic and uh, concerned amidst the paparazzi. So they're at breakfast the next morning. They're kind of talking about it. The servants, I guess, of the home hate the stepgirls. We see that dad and Amanda are doing their toasts the same way. Um, Why are we acting as if the way that they are doing their toast is so unique that only a father and daughter of the same gen- well, genetic makeup could possibly think to put the knife in the butter, butter the toast, then put the knife in the jam, butter the jam. 
And then, okay, sure, the fold over is the unconventional f- the and I'll allow it. And the little lick I'm hating. Okay, the lick is. <sighs> you don't lick jam. You don't lick jam. You don't lick jam. The, you know. It is so. <laughs> the scene is upsetting. It's criminal. When you go on to like uh, Jerry Springer or like um, a, a Montel show and they're like, is this your father? They actually don't do a paternity test. <laughs> they just put two pieces of toast <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> okay, so Ian comes to the house. He picks up Amanda. Um, He's got a motorcycle. Dad's a little bit freaked out about that. One would say dad's a bit jealous. And they do a date montage. They go to this, like, Thames Riverside. It looks amazing, honestly. Like funky, like craft show. Open Thames. air market. Open kind air market. Of like a one of a kind craft show on the Thames. We're just doing montage, montage, montage. She gets bracelets. They go to a boat and he's teaching her. I, guess. I don't know what he's teaching he's, her. He's teaching her question mark. <laughs> I literally write them on the water practicing <laughs> dot 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 what exactly he literally goes at one point okay now get up there and perform i was like okay i really thought you were gonna clarify what the hell was going on here but you absolutely <laughs> didn't she just stands at the edge of a boat he goes now take hey, a deep breath it's like what are we doing here oh my god what is happening this is so again we have another crazy scene they go out on a rowboat and she's like, I'm going to be good now. I'm going to behave. And he goes, okay, you need to learn how to be in society. And then he gets up and he does a bow oh while standing god. in a rowboat. And she gets up and oh my god, she can't even stand in a boat because she's American. <laughs> I do need to learn how to stand. My physiotherapist said that the other day. He said, you stand with your shoulders so far forward that... You're going to lose like nerve feeling in your back if you don't start standing properly. So maybe I need Oliver James to come help me. Did you notice? Because at this point, something's really standing out to me about this movie. Do you notice that all of her lines sound ADR? Yeah, totally. There's so much ADR in this movie. What is happening? No idea. Like everything sounds ADR in this movie. Or It's unsettling. I know. It looks like a ventriloquist. And it's kind of just her lines. Yeah. I would love to do some research on the BTS of this because I also will say that she does not seem happy at all in this movie. And I don't know if that's her acting, but she does not seem to be having a good time. You know what? I didn't notice that at the time, but now that you say it. Her smiles are. There wasn't a joie de vivre. No, that she normally has. She was dead in the eyes while smiling. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Hmm, that's interesting. Oliver James delivers this really romantic line that honestly... It is kind of swoon worthy. <laughs> Even at thirty one, I was kind of like, okay, "That's pretty good. I like that's that. that's pretty good." I-, I wouldn't turn my nose up at that. Why are you trying so hard to? Okay, I won't do the. <laughs> I will not do the accent. Why are you trying so hard to fit in when you're born to stand out? Okay, you're swooning. I'm <laughs> crying, and I don't. I in a good way or bad? Well, way? at first I liked it, but then the more I thought about that line, because obviously I'm sitting alone at home thinking about it, <laughs> it's actually kind of stressful because Why? to always be the life of the party, the clown, the one who stands out, it's actually kind of exhausting and anxiety-inducing. I would know. I you, am. I'm, okay, I was just about to say that. 
I can't even make this joke. This is such a stupid fucking joke. I'm so tired of my hearing myself make these dumb jokes sometimes. <laughs> Pretend I did a funny joke there. We're at this garden party, and who do you know is there but the grossest, most fish-lipped guy in town? It's Amistad. Of course, he's making the moves. He wants this yummy, American, delicious crumpet. If you say (laughs) yummy like that one more time. I can't not. So then, okay, so then she's there and he's trying to make the moves on her and he's being so obnoxious and disgusting. It's like actually upsetting. Yeah, it is. He knows that she's into um, Oliver James and he says a line that is, actually so offensive like i had to write it down forget about the car park mixed race mongrel okay okay and now this guy needs to be charged with a hate crime (laughs) okay this this is beyond being a fish-lipped creep i didn't want to get too serious and say like world war ii because he also says breeding always wins out i was like because he's 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 like do you really think you stand a chance like i know you're a fake prim boy from oxford breeding always wins out it's like Sorry, are you a Nazi? Like, are we talking about mm-hmm. eugenics here? You fuck. You fish. Ugh. You fish lip. Fuck. <laughs> you fish lipped freak. So, what do you know? Speaking of fish. Okay, now. Amanda Bynes does what we're all thinking and wishing for. She pushes this fish lipped freak back, back with his into family. His <laughs> <laughs> into the sea, into the pond that they're at. It's Mia. Th- Thermopolis at the beach all over again. I wrote that down. (laughs) It is Mia in that little stand-up tent that people use on America's Got Talent when they're magicians. (laughs) In her little wrap and her flippity flops. In one foul swoop, Colin Firth sees her, is like, oh, she's in trouble. Grabs her romantically. They run (laughs) off together. And then oh. hop on Ian's motorcycle, okay? Which, he, which he demands the keys from Ian. He's like, "Give me your keys." I'm, okay, I'm sitting up for this because we've all <laughs> we've already established that Amanda Bynes like loves the motorcycle, like she loves bad boys on a motorcycle, <laughs> and the dad has already been like, "Oh, blah blah blah, motorcycles are so dangerous." And then the mom was like, "I remember you had one when you oh, were younger." God. So now we're crossing all kinds of lines here. <laughs> Things are connecting. Wires are getting crossed. The dad takes off, puts her on the back of the motorcycle. Oh, God. And they romantically ride off together over a bunch of flowers in a garden, bobbing, weaving through people. Oh, it's too romantic. It's too Jody on the back of the motorcycle going back to that that ballerina's apartment. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That was a deep cut. (laughs) And then... And then they're sitting at the park, wiggling their sand in the oh toes. Oh my god! On a swing set. On a swing set with children around, no less. <laughs> in the daytime, it's obscene. <laughs> and then, where do they go? <laughs> the piaster de stars. <laughs> As if they want us to make a direct connection between her last date. date. <laughs> They go to the same market. Okay, these two aren't and even do the trying to hide this romance. This put them at a bowling alley for G's sake. Put them in a London alleyway, walking down the past the shops. 
why would you take him to the same place you just went with your boyfriend, did a fun, sexy montage, and now you're doing a fun, sexy montage with your dad at the same place and getting Um, tattoos? To be fair, she doesn't know probably any other sites. (laughs) (laughs) It is very weird. And she's trying on all these like sexy, Sexy cute outfits. outfits, And like he's sitting in a chair like nodding like, yeah. And then, oh God. And then she's like, come on, you got to do it. Okay. Okay. This pisses me off. There is a tent where you can get henna tattoos okay let me let me enunciate that further henna tattoos and he's like absolutely not and she's like come on you gotta do it and he's like no way okay cut to he's in the tent he's getting the henna tattoo okay we're getting ows oh ow ow this is so fucking stupid she even goes, she's like, it's henna. But it's like, well, then why even do it in the first place? <laughs> oh, and why? And why? <laughs> why are you is wasting this my time? so out of the question? Such a crazy thing for him to do. Henna was like when I would go to the X and I was 11. Yes, and, I was like, and you get a little sun. One time I got a peace symbol. Cool. And I wanted it behind my ear. And they were like, we don't do that Whoa. there. Okay. I know. I was like, I was sorry, actually like I? really cool of you. And then the other time I wanted a Tasmanian devil, but uh, oh. we ran out of time. Okay, and that's more like <laughs> it. <laughs> I basically just write this father-daughter flirting it's is so, out, it's of out of control. this world. It's so bad, and they're head banging and stuff. And oh my god! Okay, and then they the sexily banging. They sexily ride back to the palace barefoot. <laughs> Why did they, okay, why they weren't in an accident. They didn't get their shoes washed away. Why did they just leave their shoes at a public park firstly? Oh no. Then he gets home, he's inspired obviously because he's oh, fallen okay. in love with his daughter. So he goes into his closet, takes leather pants out from when he was a teen. Okay. I'm losing it because the, the faster I go, the more I realize he's just been like inspired basically by this new love he's found for his daughter is it romantic i don't know he and he gets into his leather pants because he wants to relive his glory days because he old leathers your honor (laughs) this pervert deserves to be locked up he puts on his leather pants and his cutoff tank and he already has earrings in. I don't know if they're clip-ons. I don't know if you noticed this, but he already has. I didn't. He already has earrings in. So oh why god. were they even talking about piercing? All I'm oh saying. Oh my god! And he's like moving around, really moving his hips around. Honestly, Colin Firth is like really <laughs> committing to the bit, and I actually yeah. I appreciate that about him. But in the context of having a freak, I know. And so is the stepmom. She comes in. She's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Sinister. Dad starts losing points in the polls because of this huge thing. People think he's irresponsible. People are like, what the hell are you doing? You your daughter sucks. That means you suck. And so this is the part where he shows her all the family members and the heritage and the line of people and he's basically like to Daphne he's like you have to change like you've got to change if you're going to stay here so she changes she dresses boring doesn't talk doesn't have fun miserable she transforms into a little mini Barbara Bush type she turns into a Barbara Bush type she's all Barbara Bush about it as you would say she's wearing little little miniature 
um, skirt suits. And this ponytail has zero volume and it's low, 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 low. She's, we're getting pictures of her and it's like boring, sad, hate this, like every different pic. It even culminates in her ignoring the dog at the party. Okay. This is right up there with drinking milk. I don't care I who the well hell you think you d- are. Dog get killed in a movie <laughs> for how much this hurt me. Does the dog die? Dot com? No, <laughs> but the dog does not get pet. Okay, not watching. And it may as well be the same thing. This poor dog is left on its hind legs, I... awaiting a pet from her. A pawing with the one hand, and she just looks at no. Shh. She goes no. Stop it. I don't care who you are, where, where you're from. You better don't pet that what? fucking dog. <laughs> you pet a dog. If a dog. If a dog chooses you, that's it, buddy. I don't know what the hell this you think is happening. This dog was the biggest casualty of this change <laughs> that she underwent. We also get a lookalike queen in the scene, which honestly was spot on. I know, I know. It was identical. So she has her big coming out ball. She's miserable, but she looks fine. I mean, again, I'm not an updo okay, fancy girl. I hate this girl. outfit. I She's know. got a full blown bridal updo, yeah, greasy bridal updo. I don't with like a... bridal updos. Me neither. I hate it. I've never liked I've it never at all. I thought it was cute, uh, but also I'm not confident enough to have my hair pulled back that tight, so that might be part of it. The idea um, of my hairline. <laughs> oh my god! On full display. <laughs> That's half of the issue. Mom's there. That's fun. Mom is there. She has come from from away. Uh, <laughs> get your tickets. Mervish.ca. Uh, mom has come from away in the States. There's like some stuff with the family. The fiance is losing her shit. Yeah. But honestly, I'm I on would the fiance side. This is weird as hell. This when Amanda's this. like, why don't you just ask her to dance yourself? It's like, okay, and, like other people are acting like this is normal. And I the know. fiance and the, the evil stepsister are like wenches for putting, trying to throw a wrench in this. But it's like, no, Buddy. this is absolutely yeah. fucked. But, why are these two dancing? They haven't seen each other in 17 years. They were in love and like used to be pseudo married. So this is why communication is so important. And he's like, I never said that. And she's like, I never was with anyone. Like, they are kind of talking. But at the same time, Glynis is, okay, we got from, like, fun, like, they're sort of interfering (laughs) to, like, she physically grabs Amanda Bynes. Miserying, basically. Miserying her. Perhaps her inside of a closet, like, fully kidnaps, like, illegal, sort of violent, like, bad. What do you know? It's at the exact same time. That the father daughter father daughter dance is to take place. How does the mom find her though? She's just rooting around. She's just rooting (laughs) rooting around, (laughs) and uh, Daphne's like crying and screaming (laughs) and freaking out. Amanda Bynes is having a full blown meltdown, but it's not even so much about being locked into the room by someone. It's about missing the father daughter dance um that she's always wanted why are so many events doing a father-daughter dance (laughs) i don't know oh even at weddings why are we doing it you're singling out people like i think it's probably something that was instituted because the father gave the dowry and then that's how we honor the father for giving the dowry but 
Stop honoring the father. Let's move on. Who gives Let's a rat? Stop honoring the father. You know what? And Honor the father with a shrimp ring at the end of the night, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So Kelly Preston finds Amanda Bynes locked in the room. They come out and to their utter dismay, they see Colin Firth dancing with Clarissa, evil stepsister. Amanda Bynes is appalled that Colin Firth is dancing with Clarissa, which already, again, we're going back into romantic territory. The way that she reacts is as if she just found her husband (laughs) having sex with someone (laughs) in their marital bed she is so distraught and heartbroken by this and kelly preston is also like oh my god kelly preston doesn't say it but she has a look of like this is exactly why i didn't want you to yeah yeah i was trying to protect you from this they have this confrontation i i literally can't even try to sort of Here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking. I've pieced this together sort of as you were talking. So what I'm thinking is the queen was there. And so for any time there to be like a kerfuffle, like if they're like, oh, it's the dance now. And if that didn't happen. The queen hadn't arrived yet. Well, where the... F- oh, because the, the queen fucking queen arrives later. Okay. Well, I don't know about the dance. So I don't know what's going on, but... I think it's him choosing like status versus choosing family but but nothing man versus in stone beast. about <laughs> man versus nothing, man nothing is set in stone by him dancing with her in that moment it's not like that dance was a contract of like now this is my daughter but olivia you're a businesswoman, <laughs> so you're gonna view this as contractual but <laughs> the rest of us there was no written agreement (laughs) the rest of us empaths see this as a (laughs) metaphorical choice that he's made to choose status a metaphorical contract signing a metaphorical contract (laughs) contract signing where he has said i would rather keep up airs than go look for my daughter find my daughter and cause and cause a ruckus and he's like he says like just wait and and she goes i'm done waiting okay they definitely just rewrote this for sure i thought you were gonna say oh they definitely (laughs) fucked (laughs) well that would have been funnier going on here well i just honestly think the writer was like okay they need it okay you need a daddy daughter movie not a uh Romance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. I've got one of those. i got one of those. Search and replace. Search character name. <laughs> so, so we see how everyone's doing, I guess, after this. The two women go home without, again, any communication or clarification of anything. Um, <laughs> Coco Puffs, sad face is all I write. So I guess they're, everyone's hurting. I also write a weird note about historically small kitchens in large mansions, which... Daddy goes to his campaign speech, steps down. He says, I'm not doing this because he goes, he goes, he goes, I love, I want to serve my country and I love this, but there's one thing that I love more. Okay. We all know you're talking about your romantic wife, daughter, that your girlfriend, daughter, everyone's taking his picks. And what happens is advisor finally gets caught in the 
uh-oh, he's caught red-handed. He goes, I was the one who sent your wife away all those years ago, and I knew she was pregnant, too. This is such a billboard dad situation. I love... This guy is billboard dad. He punches advisor in the face. The advisor goes down. Clarissa's like, Grandpa. He's like, get off me. So we know he's fine. He's not dead, even though he's an old man, and we are worried for his safety about being punched in the face. Flash to Daphne. She's filling out her college applications on a clipboard mid-catering shift. Okay. I'm not going to dwell about this, but this pissed me right off. I do not like to see my industry portrayed in a way that is so inaccurate. Please. I can barely get a cohesive text written out behind the scenes while trying to work, let alone fill out full-blown applications. I worked as a I worked as a caterer as well. I didn't even have access to my fucking f- phone as a caterer. Like, oh god, it wasn't until I started working for the Drake where they even let us have phones. The college application thing isn't really working for me because she's never shown any interest in going to college. I up know. To this point. Exclamation mark! Dad comes. Uh, mom's about to sing a song at the wedding and. Colfer shows up. Okay, it's literally. They didn't even. This is BJD. <laughs> literally, the scene from Bridget I Jones know. reworked. Dossie. It's so. It's. I the chutzpah to literally do. It's a, it's laughable. I know, I know, and I I know, and I and I love him in that role, and I so do and I. I love, love Bridget like, Jones. I love his urgency as an actor. Like he's so good at playing those like oh so like intense. Yeah, when he gets really intense, when he's like confessing how he feels, it's like very attractive to me. But but okay. in a context, therein lies yes. the rub. You just said him confessing his feelings. Okay, he shows up at the wedding. <laughs> And the first thing he says to her, and it, and it is the urgency, the yeah. intense, the da da da, is, I love you, Dad. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And I have to stop before I even say his next line. I don't think that was the part that was ever in question. I think the love for your child is unspoken. Most people do. We don't need to have you coming to profess. Oh your my love gosh. for it, your daughter. I don't even think my my is this too sad, but I don't actually even think my dad will ever <laughs> no. utter those words to me. It was said in a way that was so jarring and inappropriate. This is this is so heavy-handedly romantic. It's it is actually oh, hard to watch where It's offensive. I love you, Daphne. He goes, I love You're you, perfect. Daphne. Don't ever change. I wouldn't change. <laughs> he, doesn't I say, he doesn't say that yearbook quote. <laughs> You're perfect. Don't ever change. I he goes, I, lo- <laughs> I love you, Daphne. I wouldn't change one hair on your head. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And again, the Bridget Jones line. Um, <sighs> you are the BJD like, expert. I, what does he say exactly? I, he goes, I love you. Um, She's wrapped up. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. So this is blatant. Yeah, plagiarism. Plagiarism. But also ageism. But also incestuarism. Sexualism. And she says it back. I I love you, dad. I I am so convinced now that you've said this that they had a script about (laughs) and they did just on final draft character search 
Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> also, this scene is crazy cuckoo bananas. He goes off then to them. They do their father daughter dance. He goes off to the mom. They kiss. It's like if that's the person you rom- like, if that's the person you love, love is supposed to be the mom. Why didn't you go to the mom and kiss her first? Say, I love you. And then go over to the daughter and say, time for a dance, kiddo. Like, I think that's what I'd actually like better. It's like, hey, hey, sport. Kiddo. Hey, sport. (laughs) Hey, squirt. Gives her a nuggie or something. This movie needed more nuggies for sure. And like, and and more like. um, Tossing a ball around. Yeah, toss a ball around. Hey, kiddo. Are you even going to go to university? Like, what are you thinking about school? you can't be a waitress your whole life like yeah yeah totally. let's get some of that going on totally it's like this forbidden like i haven't oh i haven't seen God. you in 17 oh. years <laughs> it's crazy and also while this is all transpiring literal criminal act in front of a <laughs> crowd of people um so the band is on stage kelly preston's band and who's singing because someone's singing but it's not it's her. It's not Kelly Preston. It's the understudy. And no one, no, no one on the stage is singing. So we've just got a track playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, God. you know how wedding bands work. They record every song they sing so that if they have <laughs> to leave to see their husband of 17 years who is estranged. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who they had a Bedouin. Who they're actually to. not very sure what's happening with the daughter and him as well either. <laughs> They don't give a flying fart in space. Colin Firth, ladies and gentlemen, he tried his best. Honestly, 99% of the movie, I feel... Oh, my God. We have to say the last Oh, scene. I know, I know. But I honest, I'm i not finished yet. But I honestly feel 99% of the movie, he did a really good job at swatting away I agree. the romance. The lines were so dripping in it that you're like, what the fuck is this? But, but that last confession, his intensity, his urgency... Well, he can't... And that's just... And that's just what him. he brings to the table, though. It, he can't be held criminally responsible no, for no. what happened in this film. He's a beautifully talented man. It moves when he's acting for me. <laughs> yes, and I agree. No, I don't think it, I, I. I don't think either of them can. To be honest, I no, think agreed. I think Amanda knew something. They were put in an impossible situation. Yeah, I think by my binds knew something was off, and that's why she seems kind of like. Not flat. Mm, not flat. Maybe that's what's going on yeah, here. Yeah. And maybe they were like, is this going to be the movie that gets us all canceled? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> she kisses Oliver James. He also came on the ride, I guess. And this ending is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's there, too. And her age appropriate boyfriend. <laughs> he's there, too. Whatever. The ending is way too happy. It makes no sense. I'm so annoyed by okay. it. Like the parents kissing. It it's like, oh, this ending is infuriating. Just purely out of jealousy because she okay she who i don't know uh, again not to get like personally kind of jealous and she's never shown us any evidence of academic interest or whatever okay cut to she's accepted to oxford she got into oxford law school because and she goes like father like daughter okay so Here's my okay, thing, so though. you basically just got in because there of... There it is. Boom, bang, boom. There Last we name. go. Nepotism. Oh, Dashwood. Okay, you're in. We're not even looking yeah. at your grades. Okay, okay. So it does check out. This is an Olivia <laughs> Jade's-esque scandal with 
Whoa, college admissions college scandal. Admission scandal. You know what though? I hate this ending a lot. Why does she get everything? She didn't really okay, grow she gets that everything. much. She gets everything. She she goes to goes Ox- to law school. She goes she to gets, Oxford. She gets Oxford. She gets picked up by her cool band boyfriend if on his motorcycle then she goes back to her dashwood manor with her mom oh and my her gosh dad. and they're so nice to the servants now they let the servants okay. eat with Ooh, them amanda binds gestures come sit with us butler they allow they allow their servants to eat with them and they even will bring out a salad or two to so that their servants don't have but they do still have servants they still have them yeah but they're nicer <laughs> to them but they do still have them because not <laughs> not having them isn't an option and that's the and end. That's the end. This one feels like there's a lot more to investigate underneath the surface. I think there's a lot going on. I know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow, though, because I know we've got fans of this one that you guys know what we're all about. We love to drag stuff because... And we love her. And we love her. And I love watching movies. And I love Kofer. I don't know. Let's fi- Let's figure it out together. I'm opening a... That's me typing. I'm opening a cold case. I'm opening a cold. <laughs> I'm starting a cold case. <laughs> Let's dive into our ratings and get the hell out of here. So first up is nostalgia on a scale of one to Bedouin wedding ceremony. Bedouin wedding. <laughs> Out of 10. I forgot when you said <laughs> Bedouin. Out of 10, Bedouin red wings. How much nostalgia were you feeling? What Was it taking you back? Were you, mm. Did you remember this one a lot? Were you like, oh, yeah. No, I am going to give this a four Bedouin wedding ceremonies because, again, this movie didn't really make a mark on me. I didn't really remember that much from it. I think I'm going to give this a five. Uh, five or a six because there was like, what's your flavor? Tell me what's your flavor. Ooh. On entertainment scale, on scale of one, zero to ten. Well, one to ten probably makes more sense. Bedouin Wedwings. How <laughs> entertained were you as an adult rewatching this? I'm going to give this a seven. I love that. That's higher than I thought. Bedouin Wedding Ceremonies because it was kind of like watching a very sinister episode <laughs> of a dateline of, of okay, a dateline or a fifth estate. So, and you know, I love me some true crime kind of shit. Of course, Uh, you have to have a nasty twist on it. For that reason, I will give it seven. Also, because I love to watch Amanda Bynes in action. I agree. Um, I'm going to go with a five. I was peeing. I was checking my phone. I was kind of out of it. I. It's a pretty long movie. It's very long. I thought the midpoint was like way before it actually was. I thought the midpoint was the chandelier. It's almost two hours. Wait, what? It's only almost two hours? Yeah, it was like 148. I honestly thought it was like 215, like one of those Quentin Tarantino films. It drags. Uh, There is a lot of great moments, though, but yeah. Finally, who would you recommend this to? Who's a good demographic to recommend this to? Or what kind of watch would this be? I would (laughs) recommend a rewatch of this film with... A renewed lens okay. uh, as an adult. Also would recommend that... I'm almost hesitant to say it. Well, I would battle, almost recommend it. that kind of industry folk oh my God. Watch, watch this and kind of say, hey, what was going on here? <laughs> and who was involved in this flick? And I definitely second that. And I think the big thing for me I'm thinking is... 
I think if you're an aspiring writer, but maybe you don't have a ton of of work yet. You don't have a large body of work. And so you're thinking to yourself, maybe I could just switch some character names and I could pass one script off as two. <laughs> and maybe I could, maybe I could pass a romantic script off as actually a daddy. It's a two for It's actually a daddy-daughter <laughs> script. And so I would recommend if you're one of those writers who is thinking that way, maybe take a look at this and see how it played out. And maybe that's going to be the best watch for you. That's it for us. Um, we don't have, I don't think we have anything. This was Amanda Bynes number two. We're going to do Amanda Bynes next week. We won't tell you what, but. Maha. <laughs> so I did I did just tell you effectively um and well please follow us on Instagram we are at 30 going 13 uh please follow us on Twitter we are at 30 going 13 please follow us on TikTok we are at 30 going 13 podcast now so it's changed. I got the full-blown thing we are I think we're shadow banned on TikTok that's what I'm going with that's when you don't get views and I don't think it's because we're just not popular and not getting views I think it's because we're shadow banned so I will be suing TikTok <laughs> um and that's about it so we don't have a sign off we like to make one up every week I'm thinking let's leave it on a light note let's just do what a girl wants so Thank you so much for listening to 30 Going 13. Oh my gosh, we love you so much. Please, uh, we'll see you next week. And always remember that what a girl wants, what a girl needs. Do you want to jump in? Do you have anyone? Nah, you're really good. You are (laughs) a sicko letting me do that myself. (laughs) 